Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today, as always, as of late, Kirsten Sussell and Derek Montilla. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy you guys Earth got- Day. Earth Day, yes. Oh, I thought you said birthday. I was like, what? No. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm a terrible friend. It is the 22nd though, and I was born on the 22nd. So okay. technically it's kind of like my almost my half birthday. We're okay. almost there. All right. I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, what are you guys doing to celebrate the weekend? Anything exciting? Diamondbacks baseball. That's what I got on, on the plate. I'm also uh, the commissioner of a pro wrestling organization, so I have... Things to tend to when it comes to that as well. Oh, yeah? Lots yeah. of wrestling things? Yeah, lots of wrestling things. I couldn't business. tell you the first thing about wrestling, so I'm not even going to try to talk I, about I'll it make, with you. I'll make as many metaphors <laughs> as I can. Um, well, happy Friday to all of you who are watching. If you're on Twitter, come on over to our YouTube channel so that you can comment and watch the show with us and add your opinions and thoughts. We love to incorporate you in the show. If you're on YouTube right now, say what's up, say hello. I see a couple of comments already. We will be talking about the Kyler Murray comments on social media, so don't go anywhere because we'll get right into that. But first, we've got a ton of cool stuff coming up at PHNX, including tonight we have our son's Game 3 watch party at the Ainsworth. We have a really cool special guest that will be joining the broadcast. Alan Williams will be there tonight. So make sure to come out to our son's watch party. If you haven't RSVP'd, head on over to our Twitter at PHNX underscore sports or at PHNX underscore sons and RSVP to that. We also have a Coyotes game coming up. It's the last Coyotes game of the year. You get to ride the party bus. You'll get to meet Josh Doan and get his shirt. Food and drink are included. We're doing giveaways. It's going to be a great time. You can get tickets to that at gophnx.com or phnxlocker.com. And um, that's going to be super fun as well. And then we're also doing a draft day live show at the Ainsworth. We have a meet and greet with Byron Murphy. We've got foods. We've got drink. we got giveaways. we got a ton of great things planned for our draft day coverage. You can get RSVP to that by going to our social media accounts as well, where the links are. We'd love to see you guys at these events. Uh, PHNX is all about being a family and a community. And so this is how we want to hang out with you guys, interact with you. You and uh, we hope to see you there. I think we're uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up, right, guys? Absolutely. Does anyone know if the Ainsworth is dog friendly? Because I just got an email that <laughs> um, a son's 
bandana that I ordered for Newman oh. has arrived. Oh my gosh. And I would love it's to a priority. bring him. Yeah, it's a priority. You ask that about a lot of things too. Is this dog friendly? So I mean, yeah, yeah it's, he's like your son. So I mean, he's, I feel like he should get to come. Yeah, yeah Newman is the cutest dog ever. Um, everybody in the comments, hi. Hi, Charles Whittle Pike. Hello, Christina. It's so great to see you guys. Let's get into our main topic of the day. Highs and lows of Arizona sports and oh my god do we have what is why am I on the low end first of all this is <laughs> someone pointed that out and I don't like that but um if you're on the low end I'm on the in between what does that mean the and I mean that doesn't make sense just like a meh I'm a meh <laughs> you're a meh I'm on the high end because it's my show just kidding she did. She did <laughs> um it was a strategic placement Derek that's all I'll say about that Geez, what a crazy week in Arizona sports I feel like we can't have anything nice or at least normal how do you guys feel about that? I feel like no matter what, there is this like it needs to be evened out, right? right? So we we had the Diamondbacks finally pick up and start succeeding, and it seemed to cost the Suns Devin Booker's hamstring. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but like you said, it, it never never seems to be that we can all have nice right. things all at once. Yeah, we can never be on like too high of a high. Like the yeah. Arizona sports gods have to like knock us down a couple pegs when things are going well, Absolutely. right? Just like, you know, keep it real. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Don't get happy on the farm. Don't, you know, all the things. Like be st steady Eddie, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. That's, that is what is going on here in Arizona. Right. When it comes to the Suns though, one and one to start things off, um, all of a sudden, I'm hearing conversations about like, oh, well, maybe like my summer's gonna open up. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Meaning, meaning like maybe I maybe we won't have what? like the Suns playing. That is, the, oh, I know. No. It's crazy. No, Let's just get out now. Just go now. Yeah. If, you, if you're thinking like that, just you can Arizona go and sports go on your revoked. I know. Taken yeah. away. <laughs> so one and one. I thought that game two was gonna end up being this like historic game that we're we were going to talk about like one of the highlight moments of Devin Booker's career because of the baby fist bump it became <laughs> like immediately a, a a viral tweet meme whatever whatever you want to call it. Do we it. have a video of that, by the way? We have to talk about this for a second. The baby fist bump was so iconic. Are you kidding me? Like, come oh, on. God, look at that. <laughs> Are you kidding me it's right the now? Greatest thing. Ever. And I thought, and with the way that Devin Booker was playing, it was his game. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, we're going to be talking about Devin Booker's performance, and then ten years from now, it's going to be, it was going to become one of those things like, oh, you want to feel old? Look at Devin Booker, baby yeah. fist bump now, yeah, and he's it's like him, like, yeah. <laughs> Tattoos on his face and stuff. Yeah. You know he was I mean? like going off though. Didn't he have like thirty points in the thirty one points? Thirty one. Yeah, game. it was his game. Yeah. And then he injured himself. It's, and it's and, yeah. and and now that now that baby's coming under scrutiny is really what's happening. I know I it's the curse of the baby. Leave the baby alone. That had to have been like one of the highest highs in the valley though. Devin Booker was going off. The Suns were rolling in that game. And he slides to the floor and freaking fist bumps a baby. That has to be the most baller move I've ever seen ever. an NBA player do in my life. It was electric. I was there present, and it was incredible the reaction that it <laughs> Did got. they play it on the jumbo chat? No, well, I because we, we were up, uh, we were in the you know upper deck, and we didn't see what happened, but. Like the pop that it got was incredible because people saw it. It might have come up on the on the tight yeah. I just didn't see it. But like the the fact that, you know, you, you just felt an energy in that building, like you said, that particular night. But man, the Pelicans, uh, 
couldn't miss after a certain point. And I mean, no matter, I mean, I, I, I know we would have loved to have Booker out there, but uh, you, there, that was just a night where those guys were locked in and yeah. you got to tip your cap to them more for the way they performed rather than now looking at the Suns like they're falling apart because they lost a game during the playoffs. Well, I think it's more than just like, oh, they lost a game. I think it has a lot to do with one of the biggest reasons why they maybe should have lost game one and then ended up losing game two is because of, you know, one stat in particular, which is rebounding, which is a pure effort stat. Yes. It's a pure effort stat. Tirson, lay this stat on us because I almost cried when you said this out loud. Oh, yeah. I think it was, um, was it, they were out-rebounded uh, 98 to 68. Hey. So over Son. the course of those two games, so there is a uh, 30 rebound disparity yeah. in those two games, which is a big time disparity. Now, the the biggest disparity ha- actually happened in game one, and they ended up finding a way to win thanks to Chris Paul. Right. But I think after that game, it was like, we can't do this again. I mean, it was pounded into them and into everybody else. Like everything they were talking about yeah. was was rebounding, 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 rebounding. And then they go out and, you know, Devin Booker went off and they, you know, everything, you know, but then it, it they fell flat and didn't crash the boards like they needed to. And so when you have, when you take a look at a stat like that and it, you say like, you were able to say like, well, the Pelicans just wanted it more. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? We didn't get to this point for the Pelicans to want it more. So I think that was a little frustrating. And I um, do I think that they're still the best team in the NBA? Absolutely. But we, we've been saying all along is that the, the only team that can beat them is the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Yep. Right? Totally. Absolutely. And so this is a prime example of that. So uh, Devin Booker is going to be out um, for sure in tonight's game. Uh, the general rule of thumb for this sort of for this strain is, you know, two to three weeks. But Monty Williams doubled down yesterday um, after I think Woj had reported that it was going to be like at least or could be could be, I think it was two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. and Everyone was running with that. Yeah. Monty said, like, listen, like we specifically said there's no timetable. Yeah. Like we're not putting a timetable on this. It could be sooner. It could be like whatever, like. There's no timetable, so we'll just have to see with that. But you know, they're a, they're a com- very complete team. They've got a deep bench, um, so maybe this will light a little bit of a fire underneath them, and they'll you know cruise until he gets back. Hopefully, yeah. Well, that's why I'm so upset with Suns fans who are like the world is ending and the sky is falling because I really like I understand. I don't want to take away from the fact that like Devin Booker is a huge, huge, huge component of this team, right. and it's a big loss, absolutely. But we've got CP3, we've got the deepest bench in the league, we've got the most talented team in the league. There's no reason why they can't step up and compensate for Devin Booker's absence. Am I wrong thinking no, that? Skill no. on paper and skill-wise, yes. But I think Suns fans have something to lean on when you say, like, yeah, skill – like, the Pelicans shouldn't be able to match up even though their head coach is Imani Disciple and knows this Suns team very, very well, was on the coaching staff last year when they made it to the finals. And so he, there's an X factor in that regard right. for sure that they bring. Sure. But that young Pelicans team uh, on paper should not have the ability to win this series. But if you have – if you sort of can, you know, dig into them a little bit or – for some reason, they're not bringing it like they like like they have in the past or like whatever, and they're beating themselves. Then that I I get that aspect of it. Well, since the bubble, this team has won three out of every four games on average, right? So 
the the thing about it is along that path, they've been without those guys. They've been out without no key doubt. players, and they have experienced this before. There was a stretch where they were out, you know, without several of their stars, and it gave some of those bench role players that opportunity to step up and, you know, get time during the regular season for this exact kind of situation. I'm thinking the the Suns were a little bit shell shocked by, you know, losing Booker for the game, right? You're just a little emotional. You're a little lost without him, and yeah. you're worried. You're worried how significant the injury is and how long he's going to be gone for. I don't even know. Maybe they were a little distracted. I just don't think this team gets worried if they don't have Chris Paul, which they didn't have him for a, a big chunk down the stretch of the regular season. They have had time without each one of their key. I, I don't think that they are they waver at all without any of their star players. I do think at maybe it was a little bit of a distraction because of the type of game that he was having yeah. Yeah. and then having to pick up. But I, but I really on, don't think I, that that's the case. What I was going to say, though, is on the flip side, there's a different feeling on on the Pelicans. You yeah. know, they uh, smell the blood in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They were probably they, so jazzed up heading into this game. They're absolutely. probably like, if we can beat them once, we can beat them four more well, times. And if we can beat them on the road once, yeah, we can certainly we can beat, beat them, them at home. home. And yeah. I believe there was audio from their coach during the third quarter of game one where like, they he was talking about, because they went on a really good stretch against the Suns, that see they can that they could beat them you know he was talking about that belief in themselves that this is a basketball game anybody can win this like no matter what the records are at this point no matter what anything is uh so they were they were ready to go but i I, i'm hard to believe i find it hard to believe that they are gonna shoot as well as they did at any game in the rest of the series let alone in multiple games yeah so absolutely it was it was just a it was a significant night for them. They were on. Yeah. And I, I was present, and I'm going to make sure that I am not at any more games. You're going not allowed forward. to go to any more Suns games. I don't game know what day. happened, but I'm just. I don't know if it's me, but I, I'm taking that. I'm well, taking think, that variable out of the equation. I think the other thing too that just like made that whole game so overwhelming is because like we're talking a lot about like highs and lows, and I think we were at the highest of high watching Devin Booker drop 31 points and fist bump a baby. And then we I went was going, to, I was out of my mind. <laughs> I was literally running around my house screaming. Yes. I was so jazzed up. And then we went to the lowest of lows when we saw him walking off the court to go to the locker room to get checked out for an injury. And just like the total, like emotional, like roller coaster we went on in that game was so hard <laughs> to like digest. And you're, you like, you literally, I had a moment. I think I had a tweet where I was like, Suns fans don't deserve this. Like we literally can't have anything nice. We have been through years and years and years of misery. And then the one year where we're like, this is it. This is our year. We're going to win a championship this year. Something happens like Devin Booker getting hurt. And it's just like, oh, like the high, the difference between the high and the low in that game was, it was so overwhelming. It was bound to happen at some point. I mean, do you remember? I don't think he, I don't think he ended up uh, sitting out at all for it. I'm trying to remember, but do you remember when he got his face busted and then yes, oh, yeah. Was broke yeah. yeah, in that was the conference finals and they were just so banked up at some point through the course of the playoffs injury to some key player is almost like a guarantee. And so if you can, I mean, I don't know, there's definitely different ways to look at it. Like if they can escape the first round and then Devin Booker's back and healthy and they don't skip a beat from there, then nobody's even really talking about it. 
um, you know, ever from here on out. I just wish sure. that that baby fist bump game <laughs> would have ended in a a win so yeah. that we could look yeah. back like an on it moment. and it would be more of an iconic moment. Now it's just sort of like the baby curse to Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a curse to us. Everything's a curse. <laughs> the baby curse Devin Booker. Well, um, I, think, I think Psycho Blue said it. Psycho Blue. Shout out to the name. I uh, said it in the comments, but I think the expectations are different. Not only were they the best team in NBA this year, right, but it really feels like title or bust. And yeah. uh, I think that that's a different level of pressure for this team. I, I, I think that they're ready for it. It's just a different level of pressure than they've had at any point, uh, you know, in the playoffs up to yeah. this point. Absolutely. I want to mention, too, so we're discussing our highs and lows, but we're going to have a section of the show where we discuss your highs and lows called the comment section coming up. So if you're watching our show right now on YouTube, comment in the chat what your high from this past week in Arizona sports was and the low from what you saw this past week in Arizona sports was. And we will be reading all of your highs and lows out during the comment section. So don't forget to do that because we love to incorporate you in the show. Um, really quickly before we move on to the Cardinals, obviously the Suns are in New Orleans right now to take on the Pelicans. Cheerston got texted the craziest video <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And we have to talk about this because I have mixed emotions about it. Um, do we have the video of that billboard <laughs> in New Orleans? So this something happened when the, with the color when we transferred it onto your screen. Oh, there we go. I don't know. The color's a little odd. But yeah, so uh, Chris Paul super fan texted me who I met in the during the finals last year um her name's Trinice and so she actually paid for a billboard that's up in New Orleans <laughs> right now uh it's going to be up through Legit. Sunday that says it's been a 17 year journey can't give up now beat the Pels number one super fan Trinice Kenner and it says hashtag point god cp3 and she like I, I met her last year at the, again at the finals and I saw her from a distance because she was holding a life-size cardboard cutout of Chris Paul. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she seems fun. Let me go talk to her. And she was like telling me the story of like how she's always, she's just been a fan of him in his entire career and how she put that life-size cardboard cutout on the airplane with her. Oh my, to, can you what? imagine if you get on an airplane <laughs> yeah. and you see Chris Paul yeah. on the airplane, yeah. but it's a cardboard cutout More importantly, did him? she pay for a seat for him? Oh my more. God. Yeah. <laughs> No, she did not. But she did. She did tell me, I think, last year that she dropped like sixty thousand dollars going to playoff games. Oh, my God. Year. Can we yeah. roll that video one more time yeah. of the billboard? Because <laughs> this billboard out. is incredible. First of all, whoever designed it, props to you because it is a beautiful billboard. It's really cool billboard. Yeah. But oh, my gosh, I just can't imagine having to pay for that. I mean, I guess good for her because. The Suns need all the support that they can get and it's right over now. By the arena too, which right. makes it even. They're better. definitely yeah. going to be driving by yeah. that billboard. Um, I'm sure Chris Paul. I hope it's like it, across so. from the hotel they're staying in. Yeah, you know? that would be amazing. Um, I love to see Suns fans balling out for their team though. So shout out to you for yes. having that billboard up there and supporting the Suns while they're in New Orleans. Thanks, Trinice. Thanks, Trinice. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> um, but anyways, like I mentioned, we do have a game three watch party tonight at the Ainsworth. Alan Williams will be there broadcasting with our PHNX Suns team. So come out to the Ainsworth tonight. You can get there whenever you get off work. Hang out with us. Watch the game with us. Me, Alan Williams. It's going to be super fun. You can RSVP to that event on our Twitter account at PHNX underscore sports. All right. Let's talk about some Cardinals stuff because uh, this week was um, typical, I guess, for drama and things related to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So... Um, two former Cardinals, both Patrick Peterson and Chase Edmonds, were on a podcast that's hosted by Patrick Peterson, and they were talking about 
the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, his situation, and both Patrick Peterson and Chase Edmonds not only said that the Cardinals have a culture issue, but they don't believe that Kyler Murray will finish his career as an Arizona Cardinal. Now, they didn't directly correlate the two by saying he's not going to stay here because of the culture. They just said, well, because of the way that the NFL works now and trades and how everything happens, they just don't see Kyler Murray finishing his career I here. I think they added to it that he also wants to win and he's yes. not going to wait win. around. Yes. So there was like two parts to it. Like, hey, that's just kind of how the NFL is. Like, you don't typically have like the you know the guy that's that begins and ends his career in the same spot but then also Kyler wants to win they have not put in the 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 resources uh or they're willing to pay to bring in the right guys and develop a Super Bowl winning team and Kyler Murray's not just going to sit there and wait around for them to do it so right that was their opinion of it so this clip went like viral as it probably was going to because the comments were very strong and very opinionated and people started speculating again as to Kyler Murray's future here in Arizona and so it got to the point where finally Kyler Murray said something about it on finally. Twitter finally said something about it on Twitter after Colin Coward picked it up like a bunch of people started running with this story so the first thing Kyler Murray said was he quote tweeted the podcast saying I want to win Super Bowls with the Cardinals AZ is home so mm. Love that S on the end of Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Yes, yeah. plural, meaning he maybe wants to win more than just one Super Bowl here. We all want you to. But he came out initially with that statement, kind of just to calm everything down and say, Arizona is home. I want to win a Super Bowl here, Super Bowls here. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that was a smart move for Kyler? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is all a dance to get Kyler Murray as much money as they possibly can get him. But to think that this team isn't 1,000% committed to Kyler Murray is crazy. Mm. The room that they sign these guys in, the conference room, has a giant image of Kyler Murray on it <laughs> that's not just a picture. It's a, the entire wall yeah. is Kyler Murray. Not multiple images of him. One gigantic image of Kyler Murray <laughs> in their like press conference. Room. Well, I will say they had a picture of Josh Rosen in there too, and they took uh, that down very quickly. Don't even say that. But <laughs> my my thing about it though is is to think that he is not going to get paid by this team, and there's not going to be a settlement of all this is crazy. Yeah. I think the team knows what they have in him. I think that they are 100 percent committed to him. And yeah, I mean, sure, he's unhappy. He's emotional he's voiced his displeasure about stuff he has shown his he doesn't hide it like he doesn't seem like he gives a damn about what people think about his emotions right like yeah you know he's he, he's been talked about the way he acts on the the sidelines and stuff he's a young guy it's you know there's there's some maturity there that all of us go through at that age and i think that there's a lot riding on him in particular so it gets frustrating at times right yeah especially when uh, he's doing what he perceives as his part by hitting guys in their damn hands and they can't catch the ball, right? So it's <laughs> like agree. there is <laughs> stuff like that what where that? you just eventually snap, right? Yeah. Uh, I just think that all of this, at least with Kyler Murray and, you know, that the the stuff that he's been doing, it's causing the speculation, but it's kind of a plan, I feel like. I feel like they want the speculation out there. I feel like they want the Cardinals to feel that pressure they want that talk of kyler protect per, per, potentially <laughs> potentially moving English sorry is hard. <laughs> i can't words are hard uh but 
that's in all in an effort to think to get him as much money as possible. Yeah. Right? Well, then he went on to respond to a couple other people about this drama. He responded to Ian Rappaport's tweet. Um, Ian Rappaport said, could Arizona Cardinals QB Kyler Murray be traded? GM Steve Keim during his pre-draft press conference said zero chance, quote. And then Kyler Murray responded 100 with a little 100 well, emoji. Well, this is, this is all because somebody said that he was going to get traded before the season on, you know, as as media, right? Yeah. And it's just an opinion. It's just speculation. All of it's just based on this situation kind of snowballing and making it look I, I like there's a rift between somebody them. was just trying to perpetuate something because there's no way in hell he was being traded when he's under contract traded for who right literally traded that's for, for who? what right like that was never ever ever going to happen and the fact that anybody was running that with that was like mind-boggling to me like nobody's that stupid uh to to think that like that would even be a potential like it, within like the cardinals organization that would make them better for trading him when they have him under contract for two more years sure. now i actually and this might be a little bit of a hot take that people um I think the tides have turned a little bit and and now people are are saying that like we should the, the Cardinals should have just signed him earlier but I actually respect the way that Kime has handled things in saying like listen you publicize this, like the the fact that these negotiations are going on by your agent um, strong, ha- putting out a strongly worded letter which was bizarre and usually doesn't happen and by the Twitter stuff and like whatever the I mean, he he didn't specifically address those things, but he basically said like what we've said is the contract will get done when contracts normally get done in the summertime. That's mm. what we said. That's what we're sticking with. We're not going to trade him. Like, but it will get done when it usually gets done. Like it should be pretty simple. And I appreciate him not folding because one party was making a bunch of noise. He's basically saying, we're not going to trade you. We'll give you your money when yeah. it, no- when it normally happens. And so he kind of, du- he stuck with that. He stuck behind Kyler, said there's zero chance that's going to happen. Something along the lines along the way, I think maybe clicked for Kyler. I know that they, they pulled their offer, whatever the case was, you know, maybe something clicked though, where Kyler felt like, okay, now I finally need to address people. Yeah. Um, and that's like the other thing too. It's like, why did it take this long? Because uh, fans like we got, I think fans got a lot out of that, that, that original quote tweet. Um, so going back to that original one where he said, uh, that he wants to win Super Bowls here, Arizona's home. Mm-hmm. Fans loved that. They're like, thank sure. God. Thank God Kyler <clears throat> said something in support of wanting to stay here after all this drama. Like they needed to hear from him. Yeah. Um, so I would say also, why did it take so long? Uh, I think that was probably intentional. But but anyway, um, it, it, just that was a smart, smart move on his behalf to start responding to some of these things yeah. and making the fan base. Because the fan base started to turn a little bit. Yeah. They're just worried. And they yeah. and and again, there are some people that are gonna be on his side about it and feel like he should be extended and all of that. And, and then there's and, other gonna And they think conversation about anything other than his production on the field is like garbage. Like, I don't wanna hear it. He's a great quarterback, throw all that uh, that other stuff out. But then there's some fans that are like, No, 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 no. I'm concerned about this and by kind of not hearing from him though it allowed fans to sit there and yeah be worried about like is our quarterback going to leave like does he have what it takes you know all, whatever you want to speculate but i think just like kyler murray that everything surrounding kyler murray especially kyler murray's social media has put 
poor Cardinals fans on just such a roller coaster again this offseason. Well, you like should offer highs, highs. Him. Okay, actually, Kyler Murray, if you're watching the show, which I know you're not, hit me up. I will run your social media accounts for you so we can avoid yeah. all of this shit in the Here future. We go. I got you covered. Um, if there's you a are, petition for that, I will sign it. That. But I just, not. I feel. You will not address those topics. I feel enough. really bad for Cardinals fans because, again, it goes back to the Suns fans things. Like, such an emotional roller coaster of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in this offseason, especially when it comes to Kyler Murray's like social media. Yeah. Obviously, what Cheerson said about his original quote tweet about saying he wants to stay or win Super Bowls here in Arizona's home probably put Cardinals fans on a good high, which was awesome to see he also did actually have one more comment he commented he called Colin Coward out which I'm so glad he did because Colin <laughs> Coward sucks <laughs> um I actually like him well Colin Coward said Kyler Murray is Aaron Rodgers aloof trust issues and kind of do their own thing they lean on their talent and then Kyler Murray responded and said run whatever narratives y'all run whatever narratives y'all want to run with but questioning my work ethic we're not going for stop playing with me Colin I still rock with you but come on so, I mean, he's sticking up for himself. And I don't know why he all of a sudden decided to be super boisterous on social media and kind of dispel a lot of these rumors. Yeah, but he didn't dispel the character issues. He just, he there was a comment in there where he kind of got looped into like a work ethic thing, which I would agree he had, you know, great. I don't think that's in question, but. Not at all. But it's the fact that if you don't respond, then people continue to run with stuff. And then if you do respond, you tend to look like you're getting defensive. Yeah, but he had no urgency petty. to respond the entire time that Instagram drama right. was going down. Right. He was and like, I'm not telling you guys anything about why I took all my stuff off. But then that caused all the speculation to snowball more, right? So That's, is he learning? Is that what you're saying? He's I don't know, but maybe better? in some cases he feels like like not responding all the time isn't the best course of action, mm. right? Sometimes we as fans want to hear from him. We want... To see you say you want to be here, even if something else is completely else going, you know, going on, it makes him look like a dedicated, you know, uh, supporter of this team and a, and a teammate to everybody and just a great Arizona Cardinal if he says he wants to be here. I think he does want to be here. I don't I, I think it's just again, it, it's a question of the money. Right. And yeah, again, that's totally. what some of these athletes are really looking out for in the end is is getting paid. It doesn't help that all of these other people in the organization, players and front office, got contract extensions while all of this discussion was going on. Even though, again, like you said, it's the timetable. They have things set in the order that they were going to go. They're trying to secure the pieces that are going to help Kyler win around him and make sure that those pieces are here for the long term so that they can be here around Kyler and they can figure out their core that they need to build around. Yeah, they, well, they thought they knew their core, and that's when they added guys like J.J. Watt and stuff to get them to that top level. And unfortunately, it didn't work out between injuries and everything else that went on. Yeah, well, speaking of another low, uh, Kyler Murray did not show up to voluntary workouts. <sighs> I don't know what to make of this, because according to Kyler's camp, he's working out and doing training at another facility, which he's allowed to do. They don't have to show up for voluntary workouts, but JJ Watt was there. Was D hop there at voluntary workouts? I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, the leaders, other leaders that are looked up to on the team, like JJ are there at voluntary workouts and Kyler is not. Uh, is he trying to make a statement by not showing up? What do we think about him choosing not to be? No, I think he just workouts? prefers to do his own thing. I think like, so too. he's very much that kind of guy. He would rather do his own thing, show up when he has to show up. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, um, and I could make arguments both ways for it, but I I have felt all along that Kyler needs to do 
everything in, the, in his power to sort of change the narrative mm. and showing up to voluntary workouts, I feel like should have been one of those things on that checklist where it's like, I understand that you like to go do your own thing. He works out in Texas. He works out with some of his guys, um, teammates and non-teammates. And um, I I get it. And other, he's not the only star player that does that on any team. I just think he should have made the effort to show up, uh, especially with the con with just so much being said about him and whatever. I thought he should have just shown up, yeah, put it to rest. I think it would have definitely made people feel better, like everybody <laughs> feel better if he would have shown up to voluntary workouts because now there's room for speculation and in a situation that already seems very fragile to me, it doesn't seem like speculation is another thing you want to add to this very delicate situation. So I kind but of that's agree from with the you. fan like, base and not necessarily the team. Like, I don't think his teammates right, think anything. No, 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 no. no. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Can, yeah. It, for so the like, people. Right. For the, for the fan base, for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. both um, James Conner and J.J. Watt, which, by the way, it's like every other leader is there except for, you know, your 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 top guy. But uh, they came out and said, like, we're just we're just working out like we're not. Yeah. I think somebody I think I don't know. I think that there was like a conversation about like oh, Kyler's the guy that, like, runs the offense and knows that it's, like, they're, they're literally, it's voluntary workouts. They're literally just working out. Yeah. So at the end of the day, see, I could go both ways and devil's but advocate don't you think for being sure. there, like, builds camaraderie? No, like, sure. they talk, they for hang sure. out. Like, they're, like, building, like, just, like, a rapport with each other, like, off of the field that, like, uh, improves team chemistry. I will say that 100% you're right about that. It's like what we've seen with the Suns. Yeah. They have talked about the Suns being more than a team and how close they are yeah we've i don't think kyler's ever going to be that guy but okay here's what i'm saying though is on the flip side to it i don't think any of this would matter if none of the other things were going on if yeah. this was a regular yeah. time True. period and kyler yeah. wasn't under the scrutiny mm -hmm. nobody would we wouldn't even be discussing him not coming yeah, to voluntary matter. workouts it wouldn't be a story but it's made that much more of a story because of this perceived riff between him and the organization that's not really there. Yeah. It's just been kind of fueled by removing pictures from Instagram and a letter from his agent that backed up a feeling that they're so hard upset. to read, by the way. Right. It Again, wasn't. if you need help with social media, Kyler, please, please reach out to me. I will help you. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we move on to the Diamondbacks and the Coyotes, I got to tell you guys about our new partner, OGs. I love talking about OGs because I love OGs so much. Stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs. Listen. <laughs> I have a hard time falling asleep at night sometimes, and there's nothing more that I love in this life than sleep itself. So the orange creamsicle gummies are probably my favorite things in the whole world because they knock me the out, like just stone cold out. I get the best sleep of my life with an orange creamsicle uh, orange creamsicle gummies, and they have so many amazing flavors. I know, Derek, you also have a lot of flavors that you like. Hey, yeah, well, I like all of them is what I'm saying. I, <laughs> all of their flavors are delightful. They've got tropical, they've got watermelon, they've got all strands, all types of stuff that you guys have to check out. I love OGs and I'm sure you will too. They just announced their mini OGs 3MG microdose option for those not wanting to dive right into their regular 10 milligram option. These will be available on May 3rd. So if you're 
trying to kind of venture out into the waters of eating some gummies, definitely check out their three milligram option from OG's. If you're interested in trying these amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OG's near you. All right. The Diamondbacks. Woo! We finally have something happy to talk about when it comes to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. need OGs anymore because <laughs> I have real joy and happiness. What now. a high from this past series. That's they right. split a series. They It's the first series that they didn't lose this year so far with the Nationals. They had a great game. Seth Beer had a phenomenal performance as kind of I've come to expect from Seth Beer. But the bats, they are alive. The Diamondbacks are finally generating are some off- offense, which is great to see because they were last in the league, which they still might be, but at least they're like closing they're the deficit very close. a little bit. They're like, they're like 0.01 batting average points yeah. away from being not the yeah, worst team. They were in last the, in the league in, the league. in runs, on-base percentage, and batting average. So, you know, it's it's not started great in terms of the offense, but they're closing the gap. Uh, mm. Things are getting a little bit better offense-wise. For there the were like way too many times when the Diamondbacks gave up double-digit runs, and to see them put up double-digit runs on another team was, like, therapeutic. Well, and see, <laughs> here's the thing about that with the Diamondbacks this season is they – their pitching has been outstanding. Their starting pitching, specifically, uh, we talked about it on the show. But what's odd is they actually have <laughs> one of the best ERAs in baseball, yep. and it's actually been helped by the fact that the defense behind them has been so bad because the defense has been taking the credit the as an error yeah. for the run instead of it being charged to the pitcher like it typically would. Where in some cases it was maybe questionable if they would have gotten there or not. But it's helped that those runs. That is an runs. interesting way to look it's, at it. Well, it's what it is, is it shows that <laughs> even though the pitching is outstanding numbers-wise. I was going to say, that's another not, high for the Diamondbacks. It's not as good, but it's still been very good. The starting pitching has kept them in every game. Yeah. The big difference here was that their offense, just from start to beginning, for guys not named Beer, was atrocious. Yeah. And now what we are seeing out of them is we saw the big – like that, that the dam break, you know, and we saw them have that big offensive game against somebody looking at like major league baseball. I was literally like Squidward watching, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick outside that meme it, having a good time because every team in the league seemed to at least have one game uh, in the first week and a half of that explosive offensive output where they put up five, six, seven, eight runs, you know, the diamondbacks, we rode that high from opening day of Seth Beer with the walk-off and everything was so great. And then it was just such a hard road there for that first week offensively watching this team be so bad when the pitching was technically keeping them in a lot of these games. I do not mean to derail this thing, but I just thought of something that I've been meaning to ask you for a couple weeks. Oh, um, no. Did you actually get kissed by a random girl after that first? Yeah, game? he actually did. I saw it happen. I, really I was there. I really did. She smooched like, him on the cheek. Chick sued me. What can I say? That um, really happened. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was a moment where, honestly, I turned to my right and there were, wait, it was my left, and there was just literally a pair of lips. And you leaned in like that was such a normal thing. What am I supposed to do? Not lean in for that? I, mean, I probably would have screamed 
or something. If there was, like, yeah. I was like, oh my yeah, god. Well, it was awesome. It was, anyway, again, I, didn't, I just have been. I keep forgetting to ask you. Yeah, um, Sly in the comments saying, "Hooray, mediocrity!" Sly, yeah. after the year we had hey, last year with yeah, the mediocrity is a win. We, that is a huge year. win. Okay. Compared but, to last year. But I do want to say one of the highs that we definitely have to talk about with the Diamondbacks because it is the highest of highs is their pitching staff because their pitching staff is incredible. They've pitched so, 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 so yeah. well for this per- the first part of the season that um, it might actually be a possibility that they have the best starting rotation in baseball and the worst offense in baseball at the same time. At least numbers-wise, it's definitely up there and down there for both of those <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, Merrill Kelly and Madison Bumgarner have been just great. And yep. Zach Gallen again had his first start and he looked very good he hasn't had a chance to have a full outing yet but he's still uh i mean he still looks sharp he looks sharp in spring training he's had weird injuries he had bursitis in his shoulder which is just kind of like a thing that doesn't seem like it's going to go away but it's ba- he's been able to deal with you know any kind of discomfort he had he cut his thumb on a circuit box which again as michaela has said he needs to be wearing oven mitts. Bubble wrap that man and wear oven mitts. Like, <laughs> what are you doing doing your own electrical work or sprinkler Call work somebody. You're a major league Call baseball somebody. player. You can pay to have somebody like, do your electrical look, work. She offered to do – like, I'm not good at that kind of stuff, but I'll come do it for you is my point. <laughs> uh, like, But, the uh, you know, again, the, the pitching staff has just been incredible. The, the Diamondbacks, you kind of knew that their hitting couldn't be this bad. But uh, Jesse kind of nailed it on, with an article that he wrote over at gophnx.com about – you know, patience versus passivity. And there were some great examples of these guys literally looking like they wanted to walk more at the plate than they wanted to hit the ball, you know? And that kind of changed in the series with the Nationals. We hoped we would see that. If we didn't see that against the Nationals, it was going to be very worrisome. I think the lowest of lows was that double header where they just struggled to score. They scored one run in 18 innings of baseball in, in, in a double header. And it looked like, you know, this team was just going to be abysmal and to have that next game where they scored 11 runs, just be a a cathartic, you know, kind of situation where it felt like, Oh my God, you guys can do this. You can score and you can score in bunches like you did in this game carried over a bit to the next game where they won that one as well. They won two in a row. Uh, So it just, it feels like there's some hope there. This team has been able to put some stuff together all season long that made you kind of, you know, have have a little bit of hope in this, yeah. you know, in this team and that they can be somewhat competitive. Going back to the mediocrity thing, honestly, 500 for this team is, is a an win improvement. After yeah. Would you be happy with that, Tirson? Mediocrity, if they finish the season close to 500? I had absolutely no expectations beyond mediocrity for this team. So absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a that's a good place to be. Do you I mean moving forward like you the, say that with <laughs> such disdain. <laughs> I'm just like I am just putting it out there like there's no yeah. sugarcoating it like that is just the truth. The yeah, bats do need to wake up though. Like they need they need to hit balls. Well, they need to put balls in play. Most importantly, they need to do it for more than just two games in a row. Yeah. I, I think the Nationals it's they're not a very good baseball team. So that's great that that happened, but again for to have that hope I'm talking about, you want to see it now carry over to a very tough Mets series that they have coming up. Then they have the Dodgers after that. So it's it's two of the better teams in baseball, if not the best teams in the National League right now. If, I just even don't if they don't win. Contend, well, okay. well, no, nobody expects them to contend. That's well, not contend, the thing. What but. I'm saying is just contend with 
like any of the top two. Like I, oh, I'm not no, looking at it and say no. like, oh, they really need to win these games. Like they, I are, I don't have that expectation. No, for them. but what you want to like, see they, is what a good I see now showing. is inconsistency, and I that is what I felt like we were gonna get. We were gonna get like a big game here and there, or you know, uh, you know, get a win here or there, or maybe we'll string together two. But like the consistency that you're talking about, I don't. I don't have that expectation. Well, that's the difference between winning baseball teams and teams that are right. in position the Diamondbacks right. are in, right? Uh, it feels like they should be winless with the way that this season has gone already. Well, so, that's a good point. you know, uh, uh, with the way that their record has gone. But you're right. Like, going up against the Mets and the Dodgers, you can't, uh, you can't really hang your happiness on whether they win right, those series. Exactly. Yeah. You really have to just uh, – you, you got to look for a good competitive showing and see them not get pummeled by these teams, yeah. especially the Dodgers. You know, that's that's a team that you don't really expect them to compete win against. a series and compete. Yeah. But, man, if they if they do, that's incredible. If they can at least eke out one, go one for two in that series, that's pretty good. Yeah. The most important well, thing for me, though, is to see them have offense, to see them yeah. be able to s- sustain the ability to hit the ball that they, like, as a team couldn't do there for two weeks. Yeah, well, the, the Diamondbacks pitching is definitely a high. The Diamondbacks offense is still definitely a low. Before we move sure. on to the Coyotes, I got to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings, the NBA playoffs are here, which means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays, plus Each day of the first round to get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Bet the suns, baby. Suns to the moon. I want to hear from you guys. What bets do you like in the first round? Are you guys betting on game three today? Tonight? Yeah? Yes. Hell yeah. I love it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game one during the first round of playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and up only Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, as a reminder, we're going to be um, adding your highs and lows from the week in the show. So if you haven't already, comment what your high from the week and what your low from the week was so that we can add it into our comment section. Cheerson, holy cow, <laughs> do we have to talk about the Coyotes season ticket oh cost? Because, geez, the Coyotes released the price for their season tickets yesterday, two days ago, mm-hmm. and I wanted to cry. I could not believe what I was seeing before my eyes Tristan, do you have a breakdown for us? Yeah. And now I'm looking too. They might have, it might have been, we might have just been late to the party. I'm not sure when they released it. It was sometime within the last like week. Um, but I like, I'm also like really bad at deciphering. I guess, I guess what, how you would read it is like for full season, it's as high as $15,000. 15, and as low as thirty six forty nine. Almost four grand for the lowest season ticket, full season option. I don't know. And you guys, if you're in the comments, you can help me out here because I just don't maybe know the most about the normal cost of season I'm tickets for a Coyotes game. I'm not in a position to ever buy season tickets to right. anything. Right, which is why I, I don't so... know because I've never bought season tickets. So if you have season tickets to the Coyotes in the comments right now, please let us know if this is like kind of like normal for you. 
But when I saw a $15,000 price tag for a full season for the Coyotes in a collegiate arena, I almost passed out. I think that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, it's not the same experience as like a normal NHL arena. Like, uh, what in the world? Why are the Coyotes charging 15 grand for a full season in a collegiate arena? Like, am I off base here? You are because it's going to be the hottest ticket in hockey. That's How? why. That's what why? they're banking on. Because you here. Here's what you're thinking: is the Coyotes aren't very good. They're not very popular. How is this so expensive? What you're not thinking about is every time the Coyotes play a game, they're playing an opposing team. And the opposing <laughs> team plays in a reasonably sized arena where normal fans have to sit distances away from their favorite sport. Yeah, okay, but this I call is, bullshit on that. You'll never be able No, you'll never be okay, able to see a hockey game like People who buy this. Coyote season tickets are there for the Coyotes. They're so Coyote fans. They're it actually no, looks not. like this is a, a, a slightly above uh like the average price. So this is a slightly above average for season tickets. So it's well, not Christina like it's that. Well, in the comments saying off. we're upper level season ticket holders and they are priced out, but we expected it. Look, I thought that maybe they were going to be trying to make up some revenue from the COVID season, not having people in seats, whatever. But I seriously, like, I think it's ridiculous asking Coyotes fans to pay $15,000. Well, wait, Christina, so you're priced out now. So are, that, does that upset you? So we're upper level season ticket holders. Am I reading this right? Season ticket holders. And now we're priced out, but yeah. we expected it. So now they can't can, have, have be season ticket holders in Tempe. Like, right. how do you feel about that? To that me, that's to crazy. Hear. Like, yeah. absolutely insane. Like, I think, I understand, like, it's a small arena. It's an intimate thing. Like, there's gonna, you're going to see, like, like all the stars on the ice, like, you know, I'm trying to, why can't I think of anyone who plays hockey right now? I'm trying to blank. <laughs> Crosby and Austin Matthews. Oh my God. Well, I literally just had the biggest brain, in, brain aneurysm of my life. I know hockey Wayne stars. Gretzky. Oh, Jeez, oh, holy cow. Oh. Thank you, Michaela. What was oh, that one guy? <laughs> okay, I totally get that, right? Like, I understand that you'll be up close and personal, but like, I think that the season ticket holders are for Coyotes fans and the product on the ice is going to suck, right? Like, we're expecting another year very similar to this year because they're in rebuild mode they're waiting for all these draft picks to come up through the system and be good so like next year they're gonna suck again like are you seriously asking people to pay fifteen thousand dollars to watch you win 15 games in a season like i mean i don't know how this stuff works but i feel like you're assuming that a lot of those people are coyotes fans and not some sort of ticket broker that's getting a season ticket so that they can sell them to other people right these tickets again especially for opposing fans are going to be worth so much money it's going to be incredible it's going to be a draw people that can get tickets to go to games at that venue are going to fly here from different cities and stay here i think it's going to, go to be to one game. way or the other i think it's going to be like what you're saying or it's going to be hyped up for the first i don't know first few games first month whatever you want to call it of playing there and then all of a sudden it's going to fall flat and like well it can i i think it has the potential to, to i think either way the way that it starts out like the hype surrounding being at games will start out being that way for sure it's either going to continue that ride or it's going to go the exact opposite direction and it's going to be an empty college let, arena now let me say this the tickets the price you said was fourteen thousand dollars right and there are 81 or 41 home games for yes, a team right yes. that cost per ticket is 341 dollars and 46 cents do you know how much they're going to be able to sell those for a thousand dollars easy out the door all the time i'm just saying if you're a season ticket holder for even those most expensive seats. Okay, so now we're going to get season ticket holders that are going to buy the season tickets so that they can sell it to the opposing team's fans. For a bad team? Yes. 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 <laughs> That's right. economics. I, mean, I, guess That's, I, guess. I mean, 
I'm sorry. I, I, I run into this all the time when I want to go to events and there are no tickets available, but there are 5,000 tickets available somehow through a well, ticket broker. Well, the team broker. needs to make money, so however you're going to make your money, but I suppose. I hate that because the Coyotes are horrible, but they have the best fan base. They do. The people who support the Coyotes are the most passionate people about their team that I've ever met. And now they have people like Christina who have to wait for them to get a new arena so that they can be season ticket holders again to go to games, well, even though they have ride or died for this team. They put their necks out for this team all the time. They support this team with the highs, with the lows. It doesn't matter. They watched them be garbage for this past year, and now they won't get to go to games next year. Like that, to be to fair, me, also, sucks. Christina's handling it well. Yeah. She seems to, I'm like, you should be pissed. Christina, I would like, be on the phone with my team to take your rep and be like, you guys suck. That's what I'm saying, though, is like, she understands the situation. And honestly, I bet a lot of people in the East Valley are willing to go through these three years for this team to be closer to them. They are sick of going out to Glendale and 75% plus of the season ticket holders for this team are based in the East Valley. They live in the East Valley. The move to Glendale in general was the biggest mistake any organization in this Valley has made. Right, but pricing out the people who support your team is not- out. They're not, they're, they're, the seats aren't there. Who is There's Christina? Only the Who Chris is Christina? She is a priced out fan. But okay. the point that she's made, the point is, is that we're the like, arena is smaller. Like, like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm fine. This. Really, I'm fine. We're sorry, like, Christina. No, Christina. But here's the thing. I'm not okay. No, you. but my point is, is that it's not like the arena is the same size and they just priced her out. It's that size. It's the it's the thing that they have to do for the time being until the new arena is completed and they have a reasonably sized arena. I but mean, if you think about it from a business standpoint, it probably needed to be done, right? Like you have to make an X amount of money and the way to do that if you don't have as many seats that you can sell is to up the prices for the seats yeah. that you do have. So from a business standpoint, I get that. Um, it's just un it's just unfortunate that they're in this position because sure. it's it's not like just this move. It's like the grand scheme of like how yeah. we got here and this and that. Nobody needs to rehash any of that. Um, except we will. Except <laughs> except I will. Yes, uh, March fourth, I believe I will have a three part series that is going to May launch 4th. all our May fourth. May <laughs> yeah, March fourth. That is. That's not already... launch yet. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a long time from May, now. May fourth uh, went into all of the history, all of the history, starting in Winnipeg to now, uh, and, and it's insane. So I'm actually really excited about that. But for for the sake of today, we don't need to rehash all of it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyways, the the season ticket prices are way too high, and it is low for me because. Poor Coyotes fans. Oh, my gosh. Before we get to the comment section, Tirsten is going to tell you all about our partner, Athletic Greens, because not only do I love Athletic Greens, but I think actually Tirsten might love Athletic Greens more than I do, which is really saying something. So, yeah. So I'm I'm obsessed with health and wellness. And so I'm like a cereal supplement trier. If I can ever get my hands on something that is like good for me that I want to, I want to try it out. And so I was so stoked when we partnered with athletic greens, um, started taking them immediately. Uh, as soon as the orders came in like that day, uh, I started taking it. Um, one scoop of athletic greens, you're going to absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help start your day. Right. I drink it when I wake up before I hit the gym. It's been a part of my day. Um, ever since we, partnered with them. Um, and so all I was reading all of that. Where I was like, oh, Athletic Greens, this sounds healthy, like checked into it. And I was like, man, like this product is really pure. 
uh, and I love, love the way that it makes me feel. So uh, it's a no-brainer for me. It should be a no-brainer for you. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. has uh, over 7,000 five-star reviews. Costs you less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health. So ah, no-brainer. Ah. Uh, to make it easy, <laughs> Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Ooh. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Uh, forward slash TPSP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash TPSP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I love it. It makes me so happy and I actually have energy to get through my day. So go to that website, pick up your athletic greens. All right, let's do our comment section. I'm super stoked about this segment. We're going to get right into the comment section from all of you who are participating with us throughout our show. We asked you what your highs from this week were in Arizona sports and what your low from this week was in Arizona sports. So let's jump right into it. Psycho Blue coming in with his high was the book fist bump. I think that was probably my high from this week, too. And then his low was book getting injured while (laughs) getting posterized. I know. Yeah, that was not great. Um, those are pretty solid highs and lows, actually. I think I agree. Sure. Those might be mine, too. Um, there's nothing more iconic than fist bumping a baby. And then how you go from such a high moment to such a low of <laughs> getting injured it sucks. Babies are awesome, but babies that are Suns fans are even more awesome. Even awesome. Yeah. Yep. Totally babies agree. Babies and dogs. That's right. um, Ernesto. Hi, Ernesto. Saying his high was uh cp3 scoring 30 in game one yeah cp3 totally popped off lowest point was the defense breakdown in game two for the suns yeah the defense looked a little bit i was gonna ask that overall effort yeah i was was there and i couldn't you know like sometimes you can't really judge as well when you're there but it, it like it looked like at times they were defending well and they were just making shots right in their face but i've seen uh i've seen People say that their defense wasn't – they weren't rotating and doing the things they normally do. So, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. Yep. My girl Giselle, high Queen Giselle, she said, my high is Kyler's teammates were posting his tweet on Insta to just show that they are behind him. And the low, of course, was Booker injury. I kind of – I didn't – I missed the teammates reposting Kyler. So, I'll have yeah. to go check that out. Yeah, it's still and up. like I said, uh, you know, his teammates do seem to have his back. And so for as much as, you know, the the fans hate to see some of this stuff, it doesn't seem like he's creating a, necessarily a rift in the locker room by any means. I think they understand, you know, I think Kyler's somebody that you have to sort of understand who he is. Yeah, right. And totally. he's not he's he's not what everybody necessarily wants him to be from the out from the outsider's perspective. But he goes about things with the mindset of he wants to win he'll do whatever it takes to win and you know his teammates want to win too so there you go sometimes it's as simple as that it's nice to see him getting supported yeah you know what i mean are you okay are you okay what is happening uh, over there are you dying no i'm coughing i'm coughing i'm fine i turned over derek Uh, is like tears in his eyes Ramon had a comment for his high. High was the Phoenix Rising beating New Mexico in the U.S. Woo! Open Cup. Play. Woo! Go, go Rising. rising. Right. It was New Mexico Rivalry Week this past week, and uh, the Rising put them in their place. What was so your low? Oh, yeah. That's everybody's The low was low. Booker's injury. For yeah, sure. that was really... Oh, God. That doesn't get any worse than that. Do we have any more highs and lows in the comments? I can tell. Um, 
if you want to comment to her as well, we're still here. Go for it. But my, my, I think my high was actually getting that text from Trenise that there's a billboard up in New Orleans right now <laughs> next to the arena. Like, I'm so stoked for tonight's game. Do we I, have Tirsten's high graphic? <laughs> I, lo- I love these graphics more than life itself. Okay, Tirsten, break it down oh, for us. Cool, what were your cool, highs cool, and cool. lows? I didn't even realize that I had, I, if you told me that this was happening previously, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I wasn't listening. Cool, I've got my own graphic. Awesome. My high <laughs> is, uh, is Trenise, uh, Chris Paul's super fan sending me in her billboard that she purchased that's near the arena in New Orleans that's going to be there all weekend supporting Chris Paul um it was great to great to hear from her again because the last time was you know the the finals of last year and it just felt like man we're back like we're not back to the finals but like we're in this thing again and so stoked uh for the fan base and for game three I want to put game two in the freaking past and we're just gonna forget about it it. never happened um my low obviously I just think it I just think this Every second of after the baby fist bump in the Suns game, everything that happened after that was my was my low just as a whole. Yeah, if that can be a low, that time frame right there, like that's my low. Derek, break it down for us. What are your high after that baby? baby, uh, What are your highs and lows for the uh, week? My highs comes from OG's gummies this week. Is where that comes from. No, you're actually uh, high. No, my highs come from definitely the Arizona Diamondbacks putting out 11 runs in a game after we've seen them struggle so much all week long all season long so far i mean even in the wins they weren't putting up very many runs and you know you just saw this team struggle from you know top to bottom that was the biggest problem like you you had some good moments from seth beer you had some great moments from the pitching staff but you know again to see that cathartic breakout of the 11 runs it just felt good and it felt like uh, it might carry over for this team just in confidence you know like you start believing you can't hit a baseball after you have so have such a struggle doing it you know I can only imagine what's going on for Carson Kelly right now with how terrible his season has started right but I'm sure at one point he'll break out and he'll be back to hitting near what his average is and we'll forget this terrible start but uh, hopefully the entire offense can do that my low low. definitely was uh, Booker's injury there's uh, there's no lower point this season than that or this week than that yeah definitely I think mine for highs and lows I think my high was I hate children if you don't know that I oh generally hate kids they I don't I'm sorry I'm not a kid person hates I hate kids loves I hate murder. babies she also hates goats I hate and, okay oh Michaela doesn't hate babies okay? no I genuinely do <laughs> no, I Michaela hate. I'm helping you no I'm helping you right now Michaela doesn't hate babies wink 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 Michaela does not she just doesn't want to have any of her own, okay? <laughs> I don't want to have kids of my own. We're learning so much about each other today. Okay, so I hate children. I don't want kids of my own. But the son's baby fist-bumping Booker made me hate kids a little bit less oh my God. than I do. That baby is awesome. If I ever there had is. kids, oh, I would want a kid God. like uh, that. After watching this. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> if I did sure have a kid, on. that would be my kid. I would be the person sitting courtside with a kid and offering them to, ba- to fist-bump a professional athlete. That would be my child. So shout-out to the Booker baby for making me hate kids a little bit less. You are so great. Um, loves murder. Oh, my God. I hate that. No, turn it off. What is that? Um, <laughs> my low for the week is definitely the Booker injury. I had the most 
heart crushing. Okay, oh, we gotta man. turn that off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this room. You're triggering me. Coda kid in the comments section. I hate my own kids. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. See, I'm not Sometimes. alone. My goodness. Um, Sometimes. Children are the worst. So I'm glad that I'm not alone on that. Um, and my low from the week was the Booker injury. I was absolutely crushed. My heart kind of died in that moment. Um, Charles Woodhull Pike saying his high was the D-backs bats coming alive. He agrees with Derek on that. Yay, For the sure. bats are alive. His low was the D-backs, or sorry, the, D, the Booker injury and the Yotes entire season. Um, that's a big low. I definitely agree big with you there, low. Charles Wellbike. Um, that's Max Joker origin story. Yeah, you guys yep. just set me off. Like, something in me just like, <laughs> I just like, 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 you guys literally just like broke <laughs> something inside of me and I'm ready to go on like a murder spree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I hate, oh my God, I hate them so much. I hate kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right well we i think dead. um <laughs> i think we should end on that christina was in our comments though a little bit earlier saying that she's going to the coyotes game tonight and she is going to be rocking her southwest buy a shirt Woo! shout out to you christina for repping the phnx family we got actually a ton of cool shirts we got a whole a, a lineup of sun shirts i think we also have a graphic for that too um i'm wearing one of our sun shirts right now Go over to the phnxlocker.com and pick up some swag. We've got the coolest sun shirts in the Valley. Rap, rep your team in the playoffs with pride with one of our sun shirts. You can head over to go to the phnxlocker.com to pick those up. I think they're so sweet. I'm wearing the old vintage Suns uh, PHNX logo shirt, which is one of my favorites. This is our uh, Booker Sunset shirt. So we got a lot of great options. While you're over there, become a member of PHNX. You can sign up for your first month for just 50 cents, or you can sign up to be an annual member and get a free shirt. So the one that I'm wearing, any of the ones behind me, any of the ones you saw in that graphic, those are all options for you to pick up if you sign up for an annual membership. If you are a member, you get access to all of our written content. Derek was talking about Jesse's art that you can only read if you are a member of PHNX. We have a bunch of video stuff that's exclusive. You can join our members only Discord and talk with all of us like 24-7. We're always in the Discord hanging out with you guys. And you also get access to our events first. We always let you guys know when we're having events coming up so you can get your tickets before we open them up to the general public. So definitely become a member of the PHNX family. We're like a family here, right guys? like to have a good time. like to hang out like my sister. I have no choice but to say yes. You're like my sister. (laughs) Um, Except we don't have children. We're not allowed. We don't allow kids here at PHNX because I will kill them. Just kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think we need to cut it off. Cut it off now. Yes. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. We will see you next week. You all are awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. You guys are the best.